Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. My name is Darren and I'm your host and today we're going to be talking about The Beautiful Ones from Purple Rain. This track was recorded on the 30th of September 1983 at Sunset Sound. The album of course released on the 25th of June 1984. It's just Prince by himself on this song uh, which is unusual for this album although of course the credits say Prince and the Revolution for the written, composed, performed by Prince. Uh, this time round, so he's actually including the band, even though they didn't do anything on this track. <laughs> it is five minutes and 31 seconds. Pretty much all of that is in the film, uh, Purple Rain. Um, it starts around 32 minutes, 48 seconds in, um, and then it goes all the way up to like 37, 25. Um, and, you know, the revolution, they perform this one song and then they walk off stage and <laughs> Billy, the club owner, comes past them and he goes, hey, what's with this one song? And of course... Uh, they cannot, Prince, as the kid, just goes, Billy, don't worry about it. And then they walk off to the dressing room. <laughs> and I, I think I've mentioned on an earlier episode that basically that feels like a commentary on how the band is portrayed in this film anyway. <sighs> because they do have a habit of performing one song, as they do with Let's Go Crazy, and then just going off stage. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's kind of funny because, you know, every time that the guy, you know, with the monotone introduces the revolution, they only ever seem to perform one song. And then they just walk off. Apart from when they do um, Computer Blue and Darling Nikki, then they actually perform two back to back. And of course, in the finale, they do three. But it's funny how, you know, these bands that have to set all this equipment up get away with just playing one song and then walking off. Um, anyway, let me introduce you to my guest. Uh, returning from uh, It's Gonna Be Lonely, it's Noah McMullen. Hello, Noah. Hey, how's it going? Well, first of all, I'll just ask, you know, were your experience with seeing the film Purple Rain? I'm assuming you've seen the film Purple Rain. Um, specifically, this part sticks in my head. The the the, the whole section involving the ending of this song, I don't even know if it's exactly kosher to get into that right away, but just like the whole screaming breakdown for Apollonia thing is... is real iconic to me that is actually the end of computer blue oh and then wait. it turns into darling nikki oh shoot really for this for this one prince is sitting solo at a piano ah. uh, on stage but he does start screaming towards apollonia yeah you are correct. That's, that's what i was talking about uh, yeah he does start towards the end i mean as far as like screaming breakdowns to apollonia the purple rain is a movie that has a few different moments that, that could be yeah <laughs> that could apply to <laughs> yeah so there are a handful yes yeah. yeah so i mean you know so um i know a few guests obviously after prince died mm-hmm. um you know uh, various places had purple rain on the big screen did you see it on the big screen when it when it was kind of re-released kind of uh, after his death or i or mean not? i wasn't in, in like the, the the aftermath of prince dying i was not in the mood to go to a uh big theater anywhere i just stayed in and listened to purple rain probably on repeat for like a day ish so that was my yeah. sort of purging experience i can fully i can fully understand that myself yeah. because uh you know i did i think is i after uh, the day after his death mm-hmm. from then until i started this project i didn't really listen to any albums by prince i'd listen to the odd song but i i just couldn't find myself uh in the right frame of mind to kind of like listen to everything all the way through yeah something i should just mention here is um you know uh prince performed this obviously on the the purple rain tour um, but then he didn't perform this song again until he got into the 2000s. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he basically, for the rest of the 80s and the 90s, um, he kind of, he, I mean, it's understandable because essentially it's just an album track. Mm-hmm. He kind of mostly stuck to uh, kind of doing, if you've ever seen the the Sign of the Times like concert film, uh. there's a couple of hits in, in there, you know, Little Red Corvette and various things. 
or if you've seen the the Love Sexy tour, it's basically kind of half a greatest hits show and half kind of like the the most recent album, and that tended to be how he's uh-huh. he would he would tour is you know he would concentrate on the most recent album, but then he would also throw some hits in for the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that he kind of didn't bring this song back until. Uh, you know, kind of the, the early two thousands, and then you know, for the the final few tours that he did, he uh, he played this quite regularly. Mm-hmm. You know, just usually at, at a piano um, as the song begins um, on the album itself, just you know by himself. I mean, there's not like a, a huge amount going on with the lyrics. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because it's just a lot of um, you know, don't waste my time, don't lose my, you know, mm-hmm. don't make me lose my mind. Uh, can I stay with you tonight? Don't my kisses please you right? <laughs> uh, you know, and talking about talking about how the beautiful ones always smash the picture, always every time, which is yeah. such a kind of great delivery. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of you know, baby, 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 all that kind. But in fact, there's so many babies in this song. There's a lot of baby, baby, baby. There's a lot of babies in this song. <laughs> yeah, the song is like like seventy five percent baby. I would say. Yeah, and I was I would argue that with this song, the the kind of the essence of it is the performance. Yeah. You know, obviously it's inextricably linked in my mind to the performance as it happens in in Purple Rain but the fact that mm. Prince is you know sitting at a piano uh, there's just that kind of um, that gentle kind of beat of the the Lynn drum machine um, and mm. there's a little bit of kind of like um synth string stuff going on but it's mostly Prince and the piano I would say most interesting thing going on here uh, musically well not necessarily the most but uh, whatever I'm, I'm just kind of i'm very confused by what he's doing to that synthesizer in the beginning of the track <laughs> we're just like wow wow and it's like moving all up and down the scale yeah like that real big booming bass noise that's amazing especially for the time period i mean just it's he's really pushing the envelope kind of with that sort of thing yeah you know i think for me it's the, the like the, the the essence of this this song is the cadence like the way he says stuff mm-hmm. like you make me so confused but he doesn't say it like that you know he says you make me so confused like that kind of yeah, like the kind of the way that the lines are kind of the you know the lyrics are broken up um you know mm-hmm. that's that's the kind of thing that makes this song work like so much for me is just yeah it's just kind of the and then the kind of like the talky stuff with the paint a perfect picture you know bring yeah. bring to life a vision in one's mind you know with this kind of the kind of synth <laughs> strings underneath it um you know that, that kind yeah, of if, stuff if, if we got married would that be cool yeah also? <laughs> and also it's notable that he drops into his lower register for the would that be cool and it, and that's yeah. that's not usually no, where he sings, you know. So it's interesting to kind of hear these touches that he does to this song, and then of course the kind of the the, the crescendo where he starts screaming, "Do you want him or do you want me? Because I want you. Because I want yeah. you." And and just the kind of the build up there with all the it's just such uh-huh. a such a kind of great kind of you know, and the whole kind of tell me tell me. Uh, you know, uh, and then the whole um, <laughs> uh, once it gets to the end, and I don't know how to describe it, but it kind of goes into kind of like the, this kind of screaming of the lyrics, where he's saying, "I may not know where I'm going, and I may not know what I need, but mm-hmm. one thing." And it's just the way he's like, "One thing's for certain, baby." Uh, yeah. You know, oh, not just by the you know by the time it gets to the whole, "I'm begging you down on my knees," you can't you can't hear him say those words because he's just screaming them so loudly. He's, he's not. He's not speaking English anymore, even really. It's yeah, just like it's 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 wonderful noise. Yeah, you can hear you can hear all the emotion that he's trying to convey, and he's 
Like when Prince feels bad, he's good at letting you know that he feels bad. <laughs> yeah. About something. And of course, and of course, the thing is, of course, when he's doing the performance in Purple Rain, you know, he's he's yeah. seen Apollonia is there with Morris once again, and mm-hmm. he kind of leaves the piano to like just kind of lie on the ground and start screaming. Yeah, um, that's that's. And it's it's just it's so that's great. That's the image for me. Yeah. And the whole kind of like baby, 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 I want you. That uh-huh. kind of that final. And then when he goes, yes, I do. At the end, it's just like squeals. But it's just so perfect. And you know the kind of the uh-huh. whole build up of the song and the you know it starts so kind of quiet with the piano and and just the drum and a little bit of synth here. And then by the time it gets to the end, it's just crescendoed. But the crescendo only really comes from Prince's voice. It doesn't come from yeah. anything getting too much louder. Like there's a little bit more synth in there, and the drums are a little bit kind of pushed forward, but. Uh-huh. The climax is mostly just Prince kind of singing, you know, a very, very high volume. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the two extremes of Prince going on, because you have, like, the very sort of syrupy, sweet delivery in the verses, and then just chaos by the end of it. Yeah. 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 And it's such a, I mean, it's such a great song. Obviously, you know, a, cl- oh, yeah. a clear five out of five, because it's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a, a five by me all the way, pretty much. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. And, you know, as well, it's, you know, it's one of those songs that, you know, sounds quite simple and stuff, but I feel like the execution that Prince puts into it and, you know, the production of it is is the thing that really sells the song. And, you know, even mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the film, um, you know, I feel like just listening to it, uh, you know, without the context of what's going on in the film, uh, which, to be honest, doesn't really matter that much in terms of the songs. Yeah. Um, I feel like that, that kind of really kind of, um, you know... It really sells the song, just like the way that Prince goes from it being so quiet to being so loud. And even without, mm-hmm. even if all you've ever seen is just a picture of Prince, you know, with the the Freddie shirt and the the purple coat and the and the bike, you kind of already know what's going on <laughs> yeah, you, in this you, song. You're you're there pretty much, you know, you get it. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's a sign of good songwriting, I think. Now there have been a few people who've made the mistake of trying to cover this very distinctive song. Uh-huh. Uh, I say I say a few. I mean, really, the Mariah Carey and Drew Hill version is everything that I hate about people who do Prince covers. Uh, uh-huh, which is just, completely uh, missing the point of what the song is. It's like the worst of the '90s and the worst things about <laughs> Prince covers, and just like it's it's yeah, it, it's it's very kind of infuriating almost. And I don't really get mad about music <laughs> often. Yeah, they kind of they slow the song down, which doesn't make any sense because uh-huh. this is a song that really needs to be kept kind of at the tempo that Prince put it at, just so that you can get the build at the end. And then uh-huh. kind of Mariah Carey and Drew Hill, better known as the group that had Cisco in it, basically, uh, for those for those who didn't know, <laughs> they kind of they kind of just start kind of like you know singing yeah. in a kind of really dull way. And, you know, it's not like Mariah Carey can't hit the notes, but at the same time, you're just like, this. there's no emotion. It doesn't feel like it's a song directed at anyone, which is what I would say is the most important thing about the lyrics of this song is it feels like Prince is singing them to someone and someone very mm-hmm. specific. It's not just a general, you know, on some of the earlier albums, Prince had a lot of kind of like general breakup songs that kind of didn't feel yeah. like they were directed at anybody that were just kind of about, you know, oh, baby, don't break up with me, that kind of thing. But here, he's uh-huh. very specifically, you know, he's obviously in love with this person and he wants to make it clear. And, you know, it feels like when Prince is singing it, it could kind of tip into being, like, obsessive or dangerous. Uh-huh, it's, 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 there's an element of fear there, I guess, especially towards the end. It's kind of, like, yeah. it, it's, it's becoming transgressive, the level of excitement he has about whoever this is. Yeah. And in the Mariah Carey, that just feels like it's, it's 
all of its life force has been drained, basically. <laughs> yeah. You're left with like the ghost of a song. I dare anyone to make it more than two minutes into their version, basically, because it's it's so boring and it just misses the point of what the song is about. It doesn't uh-huh. feel like someone's, you know, strongly putting their feelings across. It feels like, you know, a singer just singing some words that have been put in front of them that have no kind of context or meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there, there have been other artists who covered it. Um, as I've mentioned on a couple of other tracks, Spin Magazine did a 25th anniversary uh, kind of cover of all the Purple Rain. So they had like nine nine mm. cover tracks on there and called Purplish Rain. And the artist that covered it was an artist called Paul Chen, uh, who I don't really know that much about. Um, <laughs> but basically, um, you know... Uh, it's it's kind of like um, I mean you can find it on um, you can't find it on YouTube for some reason I don't know why but you can find it on uh, on SoundCloud mm. and you know uh, they kind of they kind of actually do like a really interesting like almost an eight bit kind of cover they kind of break the uh-huh. music down and kind of put like a, a kind of um, you know like a very simple beat underneath and then they kind of have a kind of very heavily synthesized version it's it's quite interesting because it. It, it does, you know, what the Mariah Carey version didn't do, and it kind of tries to make it their own and kind of put their own mm-hmm. stamp on it. And so uh, I think it's, you know, it's certainly worth a listen. Um, more, one of the more interesting of the Purplish Rain covers, because some of them aren't terribly mm-hmm. great. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's one of the better ones. Um, and then a few years ago, I say a few years ago, five years ago now. Oh, wow. Beyonce, I know, 2012 shouldn't really be five years uh-huh. ago, but it is. Yeah, that's that's that is very strange to me still. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Beyonce, when she was at Glastonbury, she, um, you know, which was a controversial kind of choice uh, for, you know, a music uh-huh. festival started by hippies in the 70s to have this kind of like uh, prominent R&B artist at the top of the the, the bill. Um, she actually mm-hmm. did a cover of it and then turned it into Sex on Fire by the Kings of Leon uh, and kind of kept it all at the same pace. Um, and, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'd say it's, it's a slightly more interesting version than the Mariah Carey one. But at the same time, it still kind of doesn't feel like it doesn't have the passion that Prince had. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing that's kind of missing. Uh, I mean, it, it is, it is kind of, it does kind of come across to me as like going through the motions a little bit, but I mean, I think it is just a better structured version of the song than the Mariah Carey one. Just like, yeah. for the fact that she didn't slow it down and she doesn't do it like the whole, like just over excessive vocal performance thing. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 pretty just much just the song and its uh, basic elements also it's worth mentioning obviously it's you know because it's a live version i think the kind of feedback from the crowd kind of helps a little bit you know i feel like if yeah. mariah carey and drew hill had tried to perform their version live people would have thrown things at them and walked out <laughs> they would have got the message about you know yeah uh, what's going on there but yeah so you know I, I feel like the kind of the interaction of the crowd a little bit kind of helps um mm-hmm. you know and the beautiful ones is not like it's not a single off Purple Rain, you know, it's not like a really well-known song, it's like an album track, so you have to admire kind of, um, you know, Beyonce for kind of picking an album track rather than, you know, she could have easily gone with Purple Rain or, or yeah. When Doves Cry, you know, there's a, I know there's there's at least about 20 different cover versions of When Doves Cry that I'm aware of, so, uh-huh. you know, it, it's, it was interesting that she kind of picked an album track, um, you know, rather than, than going with a uh, with a kind of like a more well-known song. Yes, it's a, it's a bold move, I would say. But yeah, yeah, I respect her for that. Of course, once we get to um, Sign of the Times, we'll get to talk about Beyonce and Jay-Z uh, mm. on one of those tracks because they just outright stole it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, which made me happy in 2003. I was like, yeah, it's nice to hear people 
uh, you know, taking one of my favorite Prince songs and just kind of ripping a couple of lines out. Yeah. But, you know, we'll save that discussion for a couple of months' time once we actually get to Sign of the Times. Um, but otherwise, is there anything else you feel we need to say about this track? I think we've pretty much covered it. I mean, I, it's good. Great stuff. Uh, that's, that's my verdict, <laughs> I guess. Um, well, let's go to plugs then. Noah, do you have anything that you wish to plug? Uh, yeah, and, um, follow me on SoundCloud or whatever they, the word they use for SoundCloud is. I'm at uh, soundcloud.com slash Waves. I make music sometimes. Great stuff. Um, I have a Twitter. It's uh, at I am the best Noah. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us. I don't know why you would. Uh, at princetrackbytrack at gmail.com otherwise Mm. thanks for returning to be my guest here Noah oh yeah thank you for having me and otherwise goodbye yep